Hello and welcome back to The Duchess and the Baron. I'm the Baron. And I'm the Duchess. Uh, this is episode 27. Wow. Half yeah. a year, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. over half okay. a year. Yeah. Um, and because we, we have a few off, few off, few episodes off every so often for vacation, we are definitely over the half year mark. So thank you for listening. Um, if you've uh, if you've only started to listen to us, we are an American British couple that talk about the British royal family. Um, if you're getting any background noise tonight, it's uh, we live in Arizona and there is a um, a meteor meteorolog- Can you help? Can you help me out? Meteorology. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say. Meteorology. Yeah, meteorological. Okay. Meteorological <laughs> phenomena. Are you talking English? Yeah. Meteorological phenomenon, phenomena called a haboob. Uh, and basically it's just a, a big wall of dust uh, that comes in over the town. Um, and even though we have a thunder jacket for our dog, um, she's panting... Um, viciously so if you get some of that um it's not me just looking at the duchess it is our dog scared of this weird dust storm um so we are as i said a british american couple you can find us on instagram at uh, dutch and baron we are also we have a website now yeah we're on everything now (laughs) (laughs) broken into the 21st century (laughs) We have, we have, that's right, that's news breaking. <laughs> uh, we're on TikTok now, um, we're on YouTube yeah. shorts, um, and you may have also seen that we, we're starting to do a little bit more media on uh, playing around uh, with some content um, such as net worth and how the Royals make money and just do a little bit more visuals on that. Uh, and you can all find this on our website, which is dutchandbaron.com. Did I miss anything? No, I, I think that's about it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, look, basically, um, we enjoy doing this. Um, we enjoy the community. Uh, we have uh, some unique content today from the Royal Fashion Blog. We're very grateful um, to them for the, 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 the answers that they've given to our question. And again, it kind of just speaks to community that um, it, it's usually really positive within it. So we, we have done the website uh, and we're just trying to do more media stuff there that um, all kind of circles around uh, the British Royal Family. But want to make sure that it's original content uh, to the best of it. Yes, yes. So um, again, as the Baron has said, our main topic today is around this royal fashion that the Royal Fashion Blog, um, who is also on Instagram and TikTok, I believe, um, they answered some questions about royal fashion that we had asked them because they know a lot more about it than we do. So we're just going to go over their answers. Um, and yeah, it's some really good stuff. So I'm excited for it today. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Look, I think that there's a few of the questions that uh, I wish I'd ask them. Um, and, and maybe we'll, we'll get those answers. And Could always uh, do a follow-up. Yeah, exactly. There we go. And then we'll, uh, there will be a blog post with these answers and uh, probably a reel since... You enjoy a reel. Um, all right, so let's get going. Uh, rolls out and about. Day uh, in history. What day in history, yes. So if this is your first time listening, um, we kind of go into our royal day in history first. We'll do the royal events of the week and then our main topic, which this week is that royal fashion. Um, so yeah, so on this day, a royal day in history. So today is Queen Camilla's 76th birthday. 
That's right. I saw this. Happy birthday. Yes, she was born on July 17th, 1947. We're recording on Monday, July 17th. Um, Yes, and she was born Camilla Rosemary Shand, later Parker Bowles. Um, And obviously, she's the queen. And where was she born? She was born at King's College Hospital in London, England. Mm. So, and she was raised in East Sussex and South Kensington in England and educated in England, Switzerland, and France. She hasn't changed much. Look, some, somebody posted on Instagram and, and I looked through. You mean like? Facially. Oh, but like she looks the same? Is yeah. that what you mean? Okay. Yeah, I don't, I mean, she doesn't, I don't think she's changed since her late 20s. Sure. Yeah. I mean, she looks older now oh, yeah, than course. in her 20s, yeah, but, I mean, but yeah. Her hairstyle's the same. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and then so today was, um, she was honored with a rendition of Happy Birthday by the band of the Irish Guards. So this was her first being queen or previously right. queen consort. So they had a gun salute to mark her birthday since being crowned. Um, so it was a 41 gun salute that was performed by the King's Troop Royal Horse Artillery Battery in Green Park, Central London. Um, that is a really like long name. Uh, but it was followed by a 62-gun royal salute from Tower Wharf by the Honorable Artillery Company. And then a rendition of Happy Birthday was performed by the band of the Irish Guards during the changing of the guard at Buckingham Palace. So that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Crazy birthday. <laughs> hey, 76. It's a milestone. Yeah. Um, and then we also have, so that that is a... I guess our royal day in history, um, but it's also the wedding or the anniversary of Princess Beatrice and Ido, her husband. So they got married July seventeenth, twenty twenty, and it was during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. So that's when like it was very small, intimate wedding. It was um, in Windsor, but in, there's a picture of like them two, and then a big space and Prince Philip and the Queen on the other side. But they had to do social distancing and everything because of um, COVID. Yeah, COVID. So, so yeah, so three years for them, and it was actually the last wedding that Prince Philip went to before he passed. Oh. Yeah, but there's some good pictures of them there. Um, so good memories, I'm yeah. sure. A couple of uh, big dates. Yeah. Yeah. I think Camilla was pissed that they had it on my birthday. <laughs> um, I don't know. Or maybe, maybe she was just like more reason to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Some people don't really like their birthdays. No. Nope. So if they, you know, if they want to get the spotlight off them, I don't know if that's Queen Camilla, but could be. Okay. So for the beginning of the week, um, I won't go into too much details on these. Uh, you can find out more definitely on royal family or prince and princess instagram or just news articles um but we'll be diving into some of the wales outings and wimbledon later on in the episode um so yes so we had a surprise visit to cornwall by the king and queen and that was thursday july 13th um it was the 30th anniversary year of tate st ives so they went to cornwall to visit the museum and sculpture garden as well as meet with you know, people within the town and volunteers and whatnot. And then we have Prince William, which is actually the very beginning of the week, Monday, July 10th. He also had a visit to Cornwall, and he actually visited 
the Duchy of Cornwall um, in Cornwall, the Duchy of Cornwall's nursery in Cornwall, um, which is about a four-hour drive from his home in Windsor. And there he had a tour of the nursery, um, kind of a couple different parts there. But he, I think the biggest news that came out of that was he officially opened a restaurant there called The Orangery. And just a nice little touch to that, back to his Earthshot Prize project. Um, one of the award winners, Notpla, is providing some of its seaweed-based packaging to the nursery's restaurants. Um, and you can definitely find out more about that on their Instagram. And then last but not least here, um, again, on Tuesday... Prince William was in Cornwall, and they announced that they're going to expand the Duchy of Cornwall's temperate rainforest. They're going to at least double the size of Wisman's Wood, um, which is a fragment of ancient woodland on Dartmoor. Um, So by 2040, they plan to double the size of that rainforest in his Dartmoor estate, the Duchy of Cornwall announced. And there's some really nice photos of him there. Um, on their Instagram. And then, so now we'll get to more of the Wales family. Um, I don't think anyone thought we would really see them. I mean, I think for Wimbledon, um, just because of the Princess of Wales, her her role, yeah, her her role there. Patron of LTA. Yeah. But um, we got a nice surprise um, seeing all the Wales. So um, the Prince and Princess of Wales, George, Charlotte, and Louis. So they visited the Royal International Air Tattoo on Friday, July 15th. My God, that looks so British. I mean, they're soaked. <laughs> and they're we're looking at the photo soaked. they released with the Wales family with a lot of well, the... Just military personnel yeah. and uh, the RAF. Yeah. Um, yeah. They look so great. We, so, I mean, it looked good, but yeah, I, I think look, that that's when you have the... Uh, the red arrows and th- those are the planes that flew over for the coronation. But yeah, it was absolutely pouring it yeah. down. Yeah, it looks very cold and wet. Um, British summer. <laughs> I thought it's supposed to be the nice time of the year. Yeah, but still. Um, but yeah, so they visited the Royal International Air Tattoo at RAF Fairford in Gloucestershire. There you go. The Air Tattoo is the world's largest military air show featuring over 250 aircrafts from 25 nations and attracting over 200,000 spectators over the weekend. So it's in support of the RAF. That's That's a lot. lot. Yeah. Because I know F1 was similar. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Um, But the event is in support of the RAF Charitable Trust, which aims to support the RAF and encourage interest in the aviation industry among young people. Do you know what RAF stands for? Royal Air Force. Ha, you thought you were going to get me with that one. (laughs) Um, Excuse me. But yes, so we know that the Prince and Princess of Wales has a strong relationship with the RAF, especially with Prince William having served with the Search and Rescue Force for over three years. And he's also the Honorary Air Commodore of RAF Coningsby, and the Princess is Honorary Air Commodore of the Air Cadets. All of these titles are very long today. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yes, so they were greeted by Air Marshal Philip Osborne, um, who's the chairman, and who's also serving as the chief of the air staff. 
And then they toured the C-17 plane on display as part of the RAF experience. And I actually think that was the plane. I think if I read right that... Um, Delivered Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, to from Scotland. Buckingham after yeah. coming from Balmoral. Yeah, that's what I read. So, um, And the princess separately also paid a visit to the event's techno zone, which aims to inspire young people into exploring science, technology, engineering, and math. Techno zone. That sounds like some like kind of German rave club. Yeah, right. Techno zone. That's <laughs> terrible. Well, I'm surprised it's not like STEM zone or something, right? That's what they always yeah. STEM. Um, All right, so what's next? But yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, this, I mean, this one's just a bit dry, isn't it? I know there's better stuff that's coming. It was a great one. No, no, Excuse no. me. It was great. Um, and we could play the Danger Zone, the Top Gun song. Yeah, I don't have I don't have the copyright for that, unfortunately, oh. today. That would have been great. You should have hit up Tom Cruise. Okay. Not Kenny Loggins. Yeah, well, I'm sure Tom Cruise can make it happen, too. Um, so then we have on Saturday, July 15th. So, um, as everyone knows, Wimbledon was going on throughout the week. Um, and we already had a sighting of Kate the previous week, um, but we got to see her again. She's not an endangered animal. She's not. But, and and you'd think she's the princess, right? I don't know. Maybe this is a thing of like, do we see her out enough? I mean, I think we've seen them a lot lately, but if you're like, oh, we got to see her as a princess, shouldn't you always see, see them out? No. No, they've got a lot. Yeah, they do. Summer holidays, right? So she's the... So she's the. Pink. But, sorry, I say that. You know what? You're going to an RAF show or Wimbledon in the summer holidays. That's the kind of stuff that we do. I mean, not Wimbledon, but we'd go to... Like, I mean, um, I'd go to Wimbledon. No, I mean, I'm saying what we did in the summer, but we would do like summer motor racing, horse racing and stuff like that. So I guess I know it's like um, an event that they're mm-hmm. a royal participation but i mean as kids imagine going to wimbledon final yeah i mean it's it's not a bad thing to do yeah don't feel bad for them having oh having to go to wimbledon yeah okay um so yes so the princess of wales um so she is patron of the all england lawn tennis and croquet club um so every year she presents the trophy um i know at least for the ladies finals um so on saturday we saw her because it was a ladies singles final that day so she presented the trophy to winner marketa von drusova sounds about right <laughs> not gonna challenge that and then also there she did meet with some of the ball boys and girls ground staff and representatives of the army before heading to center court um and then her outfit details of the day so she did wear green that definitely um you know matched like tennis green uh, she's been very on point with her green color at Wimbledon this year, but she wore a Mrs. or she wore a self a self portrait dress, Gian Vito Rossi shoes, and Emmy London official purse. Emmy London purse. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear some stories about Wimbledon? Sure. We are going to keep talking about Wimbledon because she did also attend the next day. The whole family did, but yes. So I um. I had a in, interesting memory of Wimbledon. So growing up as a kid, like I've told you this before. In the UK, if you didn't have cable or Sky, which, uh, you know, lots of families did, but my, my parents were always like, 
no, we want you to play outside more. We don't want you to be kind of stuck to the TV. So we had four channels mm-hmm. until I think I was like 10. And then they added a fifth one. That, that, that That's the kind of the English broadcasting. They added a fifth one. So Wimbledon was obviously a big event. So CBBC, which is like kids TV, when Wimbledon was on, they cut kids TV short to watch that. And I was livid by it as a child, just thinking, oh, but at the same you time... You didn't want to watch Wimbledon? I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I played a little bit of tennis growing up. Kind of, a, I did lessons uh, amongst like, all the other sports. Not at my same level. Wow. <laughs> we won't get into that. But um, the I do the fond memories that I do have it all, and, and I think about the Americans, uh, Andre Agassi, Pete Sampras, those, um, and then on the, the ladies' side... Serena Williams? Oh, I, I thought, no, I mean, Serena was oh, and, uh, as a child. Great. I thought you were going to come in and talk about the, 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 the female pieces. Uh, Lindsay Venus da- Williams? Well, it was more like Lindsay Davenport. So, oh, okay. so it's probably a little bit maybe before your, can't be too much before your time, but yeah, Lindsay Davenport. Yeah. I think she won Wimbledon. You're a lot older than me. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, but I'm anyway. Um, but what I do enjoy, so we don't have this, we live in Arizona and it's, uh, the time is local time, eight o'clock. And it's dark. In the UK, it could kind of be like 9.30, 10 until it gets dark in the summer. So before Wimbledon had... There's there's a little bit of light. There's a little bit of light. But Wimbledon, I always used to remember those long summer nights where they would actually play back in the kind of the late 90s, early 2000s. And they didn't have floodlights. So they'd play until it got too dark. And then they'd have to stop the game. So imagine as a professional player that the light's getting worse and worse. You're tired, you can't concentrate until they have to stop it. And it was just stuff like that, which was really nice. Just like, how long could you just watch this tennis match? So those were kind of more of the fond memories of it. And it was warm outside and things like that. But Wimbledon tennis, they used to get so much rain that it used to really just elongate the whole tournament. Mm -hmm. So that's when they started to invest in. It looked um, sunny this year. They're wearing sunglasses. Yeah, I mean, some days you get, you get sunny days, but you, they used to have to come out with the, um, you know, cover the, the turf and things like that. But because they've now got um, over, sorry, what's it called? Roof or the, they have uh, stage and roofs there that they invested millions and millions in. It means that the tournaments can keep on going a little yeah. bit quicker. I mean, something like Wimbledon should have that. They bring in lots of money. Yeah, I mean... There's what that I I think of maybe the four big ones, and because I'm not a tennis fanatic, but there's Roland Garros, which is the the clay one in Paris. There's the Australian Open, Wimbledon, and and the U.S. Open, yes. right? Yes. Uh, um, what is it? Springs or um, not springs? I don't know. Meadows or something like that. Flushing Meadow. I don't know. Anyway, those are the four, right? Those are the four main ones. I haven't watched tennis in a while. But Wimbledon. I'll be honest. But yeah, now everyone knows Wimbledon. There's a movie about it. Yes, there is. A couple, is. there's a few, right? Is Kirsten Dunst in it or something? Paul Bettany. Well, is Kirsten Dunst the, the female? I think so. Is she the love interest? Yeah. I'm like, it's not just him by himself. Let's see. I think it's quite a good movie. Yeah, for it is. Kirsten Dunst and Paul Bettany. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, I have, I have really fond memories of kind of growing up in the UK with... Um, those nights, and we always had yeah. Tim Tim Henman prior to Andy Murray, 
Tim Hammond never won it. He never really got close, but there was always hope that he might do it. Poor guy. I mean, he, he's fine. <laughs> he made money. Um, yes. So going along with Wimbledon on Sunday, we saw almost all of the whales there. So we saw the Prince and Princess of Wales, and we also saw Prince George, who was there, I believe, last year he attended. And we got to see Princess Charlotte, and it was her first time. Is that right? Yeah. So that was they, really they sweet. So excited. Yeah. And they're just like so happy to be there. Oh, yeah. They're like all smiles. And I think they were like, we're pumped. Yeah. I think they were, at least Princess Charlotte was rooting for it. Seemed like Carlos. Um, she had like Charles. Carlos? Oh, Charles. <laughs> Charles. Ch- Charles is. Oh. What's the sp- uh, Carlos is Spanish. Yes. Oh. But you can see she had her like two fingers crossed. Um, so no, it was really sweet and, sh- and they definitely all got into it. There, there's some good, um, well, like facial the, uh, reactions to it. So well, Jokic is the, uh, the Brady, right. Of, of tennis now. Yeah. Like I everybody's, so. he's like, they're like, they're, everybody's going to back the underdog. Yeah. And we also, so it was really nice. Um, King Felipe of Spain was there. Um, so I'm sure he was very happy that he went since his Spanish player. One, um, and his Spanish player. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, someone he, he's from compatriot. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, no, that's really cool. Yeah, I imagine that you yeah, having your royal family member come to watch you in a final because of the that they want to see you win. Yeah, that's really and then cool. he won. So of course, um, the Princess of Wales was the one to present the trophy, um, and yeah, no, they looked like they had like a great time, great family day. There were some really good moments. With all of them and George well, and Charlotte as well. So well, maybe next year we'll try and go and get yeah, some footage. Yeah, maybe we can just sit right next to them. I mean, you know, Daniel Craig couldn't sit right next to him, but maybe Who? we can. Daniel Craig. 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 <laughs> Craig. Daniel Craig. Uh, but no, th- there was a lot of big names that day. So we had Daniel Craig and his wife, Rachel. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. Brad Pitt looked good, too. Rachel Vice. Rachel Weiss. I can never say her last name. Um, Emma Watson was there. Who was that? I think Priyanka and Nick Jonas. They were there one of the days. Um, oh, surprise. We, we mentioned them. I didn't know they'd be worth a mention, but surely they were there. I mean, I like Nick Jonas. But we, we've been talking about Brad Pitt and... I know. Yeah, I guess they're not Daniel the Craig, level. Rachel Weiss, yeah. Yeah. Um, who else was there? But yeah, I mean, Prince William, I think, introduced Prince George to Daniel Craig. I mean, that would be cool. Right? You're like, this, so James, this is James Bond. Bond. <laughs> and did you, I, I don't know, like uh, fanboying a little bit here. I am a big fan of Daniel Craig. He looked very Bondy mm-hmm. in terms I of his, like, his game. Yeah, you would have to expect that at Wimbledon to bring your best yeah, dress. Yeah, but, you know, no, I think with some actors. Um, oh, we saw, I think Idris Elba was there too. Sorry, that's one of the Baron's favorites. So. He is, he's one of my favorite actors. Um, I didn't know he was there. That's cool. Yeah, there was a photo um, of him. My name's Idris Elba. This is the Dutch and Baron. Tune in and subscribe. Yeah, next time good. next time um you can say that, sure. <laughs> um I might I might talk like Idris Elba for the rest of this podcast if that's all right. I don't know if I can understand everything you're saying if you talk like that. <laughs> so um but no, what I was gonna say about Daniel Craig is you don't see um Jo- oh crap! Tony Stark. Why, why can't I think of Robert Downey Jr.? He doesn't look like Iron Man at every event, right? Yeah. 
Maybe at Wimbledon Daniel he Craig, would do. Daniel Craig always looks like James Bond because his hair he wears the same as yeah. James Bond, and yeah. it's not like he's bloomed up like Brendan Fraser for the show. Brendan Fraser is still good looking man. Don't take it away from him. I, I, I don't think I can watch his movie, The Whale. Is it The Whale? Yeah. Well, I, yeah I, I'm, I'm past that. It, I, yeah. I'm sure it's good, but I just I don't need to do that emotional Pe- stuff to me. People have Especially when it's, it's really to do good. with kids. Yeah. Um, like, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Oh, no, I'm so happy. He, he won an Oscar for it, right? Like, well-deserved. He's a great actor. Well, um, I know we're going to f- super off topic. We'll, we'll come straight back to it after this. But I did see an Instagram clip with him doing a signing, and it's being filmed by, you know, somebody just on the phone, and, and he's just, like, having a... You know, he's just about having a nice little conversation yeah. with them. He seems like a really good person. But the the, the cool thing was um, that one of the, the ladies that was going to say, like, oh, thanks for making my childhood great. And, and he kind of just stopped and just gave him, like, a really big fist bump and was Aww. like, yes, thank you. For that. It, 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 it kind of yeah, it made meant, it yeah. meant something to him, which oh, was nice. To really see. It was just very... And you don't always see that with celebrities, right? So a lot of times it gets to their heads. He was brilliant on but Scrubs. As yeah. well. No, I mean he he's a great actor. Seems like a great person. Don't know him personally, but let's get him on the show next <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so going back to Wimbledon, last thing, what what did Kate wear? Um, since this is a fashion episode, it is a fashion episode. Um, so she wore Roland Moray dress. Yes, that's correct. Okay, Gian Vito Rossi shoes, and then she had an Emmy London clutch. So shoes, or the designer of the shoes. And her purses were the same, um, but we've seen them. We we we've seen her wear wear those a lot, designers a lot. So, yeah, that was an exciting day, exciting weekend to see them. Um, we probably won't see them. So the kids are on break now. I think they go back beginning of September. We just call it summer holidays. We don't yeah. call it break. Well, summer break, summer holiday. Anyways. Um, so we probably, we usually don't see them until they kind of go back to school. So I don't know, might, we might not see the whales for a little while. So I guess that, that was good to see them. Like it was a three day extravaganza before who, they who go. Who do you get most excited to see in the news, like kind of out and about when it comes up? On the whales. Face? The whales. Yeah. Well, cause I think, you know, um, is it I probably identify with them the most, right? Of your aristocracy upbringing. <laughs> yes. No, but I feel like just I mean, family. well, the family, right? Yeah. They have kids. They are older than me, but you know, they're like I connect with them probably the most out of you know King Charles and Camilla. They're quite a bit older than me, so don't connect. Yeah, fair but you know, and then obviously we have kids. They have kids. So, Do you yeah. know who I who my favorite is to see the out and about? Sophie. Megan. <laughs> she was out. She was out when they were at Wimbledon. She was at a farmer's market in Santa Barbara getting some flowers or something, walking her dog by herself, staring right at the camera that the paparazzi got. But yes, she was out. What type of dog do they have? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You'll have to look it up. Um, I wonder. I mean, there's nothing stopping her going to Wimbledon, right? Or do you think they would? Um, I mean, they can go. Well, I. I mean, she's not going to be like in the royal box. No, but, but is she actually into tennis though? I mean, she went when she was a royal, but that would be my first question. Like, does she actually like tennis? 
Yeah, I imagine so. I, I feel tennis is like kind of one of those sports where there's not really that many rules. So everybody kind of likes tennis and you just, anybody's kind of hit something with a ball. Like everybody can relate to tennis. It's a little bit different to like soccer or American football or rugby where there's more rules and stuff. Everybody can get tennis. I mean, basketball's pretty bloody easy as well to, to understand, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't I, I don't think she's going to Wimbledon anytime soon. Um, but she did go to the farmer's market the the day the day of and stared right at the camera i was like can you at least pretend that you're surprised like she was looking right at the camera um which i find that interesting because i'm sure this person i mean i don't you know leave me alone in videos you see right like the paparazzi usually have these like you can tell it's a camera right so i feel like to like look at right at someone with a camera pointing at you you would not oh, do that. Okay, I'm do you see that. it? Yeah. Do you see it? And she's all by herself. She doesn't even have like Harry or something. Um, yeah. And of course, of course, since she was out the same day that they were at Wimbledon, everyone was like, oh, well, she staged this and she did this on purpose to take some of that spotlight away. Da, da, da. I mean, she does always do something when they have big events, but I don't know. And she is staring right at the camera. That's all I'm going to say about it. I know I've said that like three times. Um, but kind of going um, on this Prince Harry, Megan trail that we're on. Um, so I did come across this article today. I was trying to find pictures of Prince George because he's turning 10 on Saturday. So it's a big birthday, right? And I came across this article. It was on MSN. Um, and there was another another website too. But I feel like MSN's pretty like, they're they're not like... MSN Messenger? No, like MSN.com is this article. And I feel like they're pretty, I don't know, they're not like clickbait. You know, they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know um, what you mean. They're more um, credible. Yeah. So there was this article that came about and it was like Royal Cousins set to reunite for Prince George's 10th birthday bash. Interesting. Definitely caught my eye. Um. So... King Charles spent time with his granddaughter Lily when she was a month old, it's believed. But the whales have never met Lily. Um, but, so new idea, which is what this MSN article is basing. I, I don't know who new idea is. It's, it's a publication. Okay. But they understand Harry's visit is coming at the behest of the birthday boy himself, with George determined to have his Sussex cousins at his party. Um, so I was like, okay, that's like huge news if this is actually true. That's really nice. Right? Um, so a source shares the sweetest thing is William and Catherine had no choice as George insisted that invitations be sent to his little cousins. Absolutely. Uh, they're hoping that deep down Harry can put aside any issues for the sake of young George. And those close to the royals claim that the curious youngsters in both the U.S. and U.K. have started at started asking more questions about each other, leading to some awkward conversations with their parents. This is a source, so close to the royals. Um, but it says, thankfully, we understand Harry and William are on the same page when it comes to making sure George is a center of attention on his big day. A source says, Harry doesn't want to be the focal point. He genuinely wants to be there for George. They had a deep bond for the first six years of his life. Mm. And the insider says, it's unlikely that Harry's wife, Meghan Markle, will attend. She probably shouldn't. I would just put that out there. Um, but no, so I'm not sure. Like, this is the only article I've seen of it. And I feel like, 
you know, people kind of jump on this if, but that I think that's really. When's his birthday? Saturday. So it'd be this weekend, I'm assuming his birthday bash, right? Yeah, nothing's going to be publicized, right, on it? No, no. I mean, someone might see Harry on a commercial commercial flight um, back to the UK. But yeah, I mean, this would be really nice if it were true. Like maybe this is the um, The, leaf or whatever. Olive branch. Olive branch that they need to make it obviously about the kids. I do wonder, so it says Megan probably won't attend. Based on the headlines, what this is saying, you'd think that would be Harry and the kids, right? Because he wants his cousins to go as well. Um, So I don't know. I mean, with the kids, maybe Harry would take like a private flight. Um, But I don't know. Yeah. So obviously it's probably, it's going to be like a private matter. Mm. Um, But maybe after though, I don't know. Yeah, I... I think that's tremendous. I hope it happens. Um, And I think it'll be good if, like, Megan does not attend just so they can kind of get on on a good ground. And then who? Lily and Archie? I mean, they're their only cousins. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe Megan's step-siblings have children. But, well, like, I think she's close to her niece, her That's niece was in the documentary. So maybe, but I mean, from what we've seen, it doesn't seem I mean, like... talking like le- le- legitimate yeah. cousins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, growing up, having cousins, you have a close relationship. It, it, cousins is like a special piece mm-hmm. um, compared to just really good friends. Because cousins, you, you change, the relationship changes through the years. Yeah. Like you, you know, I mean, I used to beat my cousin up apparently as a two, three-year-old. She was um, a girl as well. She was a girl as well. Um, but then as we got older, when she was 18, I was 16, we started hanging out a lot more, went to the same uh, city for college. In fact, I chose that city to go to college because of her because I went up to stay with her and it's things like that. So I think, yeah, the, the, the cousin relationship is, is really important. So... That's nice to see. I hope it happens, but I don't think it is going to be an olive branch. I, I, I don't think. Um, I just don't think you can say all of that. That's not an olive branch. You've that's deforestation. Um, well, I just hope Prince George has a good birthday and his cousins are able to go and yeah, they make it about the kids yeah and not about themselves. So yeah, um, yeah. So that was the last of our royal events. We will take a quick break and then come back with our topic of the week. Okay, so we're back. So last week, um, our podcast episode was The the Royals and Disney. And in our news out and about, uh, we mentioned about the the Scottish Thanksgiving or the the, the coronation, Coronation, the Scottish uh, coronation. Uh, And we actually do have a a correction, but also um, Modern Monarchy Podcast uh, did message on our th- it's threats, right? That's in the mm-hmm. new one. Yeah. And did actually give some extra con- uh, content, context to why uh, Kate was wearing a, a stunning blue dress and uh, everybody else was in Illuminati gear. Um, so, uh, and I'm going to re- read this verbatim because uh, it's, 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 it's pretty funny. Um, so I'm pretty sure Catherine was the only one not in robes at the service of Thanksgiving in Scotland because she was the only one of the four who is not a member of the Order of the Thistle. Conveniently, the king announced 
just last month that the Queen is now a member so she could wear her fancy green mantle to the service. I love, I love that. that. <laughs> Conveniently. Yeah. It's like, um, Camilla, uh, you're in, but don't tell Kate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. Pretty much right. Yep. So, um, it's good to know. That's, yes. that's the reason why. So, thank you. It wasn't that Kate just wanted to wear <laughs> a, a stunning blue, but yes. Yes, uh, so that you. was Modern Monarchy Podcast? Yeah. Okay, so shout out to them. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. Um, all right, so uh, we are going to talk about the Royal Fashion Blog, um, but first, again, you know, when we, we do talk about things during the podcast, like, oh, we'll do the next episode, is going to be on this, and, and we, we don't. But um, we we did talk about um, the history of polo, and so I'm quickly going to go over the history of polo, because it's pretty cool, um, and I'm... And I'm not going to make it like a, a complete trivia quiz like oh, we often do. One? No, I'm not going to uh-huh. do it like that. But I, I am interested to see where you think polo came from because it, it's out there. It makes sense. Of course, it makes sense. But where do you think it originated? Which part of the world? And it's not Britain. Okay. Okay, as in Oklahoma? I, I, I'm not sure. Somewhere in Europe. No, it's 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 not even in the Commonwealth. Asia. Um, not not for what you'd consider Africa. as Asia. No. Oh, so you say not what we consider in Asia? Well, when when you're you're thinking Asia, you're thinking China, Southeast Asia, from like India. Closer, and there's a, there's a lot to do with India. That's how it's kind of connected to, to the. To the British royal family, but it wasn't the Indians that started it. But it was close to there. Closer, yeah. Closer. A little bit more to the west. Okay, I'm not good at geography. <laughs> I, I you just know, I'm not good at okay. Persia. Okay. Ancient Persia. Oh, okay. Uh, around about 2,500 years ago, so 2,500 years ago, um, polo was created. Nice. Um, and it was known as Chogan, so C H O G A N, as I'd like to imagine it, was like Chogan. Nice, yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. And it was for military training for the cavalry. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking it was probably something to do with that or hunting or something. Yeah, it's a kind of exercise and stuff like that. So um, Darius the first, or Emperor Darius, uh, introduced it to India. Uh, with the nobility and... Um, and, then, and th- did the UK just kind of like steal it? Well, um, it was tea planters back when India was part of the Commonwealth um, and then the first ever polo club um, was founded in uh, Silcha Assam in 1834 um, and that was, was by British military and aristocracy uh, mm. at the time. Um, around about 40 years later... It came to the U.S. as their first polo club. Can you hazard a guess where the first U.S. polo club was in 1876? Kentucky. No. But it's not, it's not, no, it makes sense. It's a good guess. I I know why you're saying Kentucky, but it's not. Massachusetts. Well, we'll think about... um, aristocracy like what the equivalent of the upper class is like the kind of um in in the u.s the hamptons yeah pretty much close yeah pretty much it's a uh, newport 
polo club. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's the history. It, I mean, it's crazy that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. That's a really good story. When I read it, I was like, oh, <laughs> it's older than soccer. Yeah. Wow. A lot, lot older than soccer. Yeah. Um, it's a shame we didn't really catch on. Um, well, it's probably now, right? It's I mean, like expensive main, you know what I mean? Of course, sport. It is, yeah. Y- yeah. You need a horse. Yeah. You need all the gear. Stick. Yeah. 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 That the horse piece is probably yeah. the biggest barrier yeah. to entry. I don't th- That's not, not everyone has a horse <laughs> anymore. That's right. That's absolutely right. Um so anyway, that is um I just wanted to follow up because nice. we said we were gonna do an episode, but, but I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that is. Um but by by the looks of it, um with the exception of it starting um as a military piece, it kind of kept that pr- tradition and then just became like kind of upper class and, and, and aristocracy. Nice. Okay, so the main, main topic. You ready for it? Yes. That's my runway music. <laughs> um, really wants me to go out and party. Oh, really? You want to hit the club tonight? Oh, on a on Monday? Monday? Yeah. <laughs> no. With a, we have kids. Uh, yeah, and we've got to watch The Bachelorette tonight. So, yes, um, yes, we have a busy night ahead of us. Um, yes, so shall we get started? So again, our royal topic of the week is royal fashion, and really the content of this is going to come from Royal Fashion Blog. Um, we will just kind of... What's go- the uh, Instagram Type. Yes, yes. So royal underscore fashion underscore blog um, on Instagram. So tell me a little bit more about it or tell the listeners a little bit more about um, what type of content is on there. Yes, yeah. So they do amazing like royal fashion content. Um, I learn a lot about fashion in general from them. Um, they're always on top of when any of the royals come out, they're able to like identify the designers they're wearing and then one thing that I really like that they do is they'll do like outfit predictions before big events right um so for trooping of the color or trooping the color for example they'll have outfit predictions for Kate Sophie Camilla and they'll do that for you know basically yeah yeah basically all the big events and and they've even come out with um I know some posts uh, that kind of describe the process of how they do it, um, which is really neat. Like, that's amazing. Um, so, yes, definitely give them a follow. They are very, they they know everything about, I feel, royal fashion. Yeah, I mean, look, w- when, when you go on, just have a look at um, some of the, the posts. And um, I'm, I'm a, what you call, a very fashionable man. Sure. Um, no, I'm not, but I, I do love... Um, how they put the pieces together mm-hmm. in, in terms of in, in the post. Like you'll have a, a dress, you'll have the shoes, or what you, the accessories. Um, that format just makes it easy to to look out for. Um, like you said, the predictions. Yes, um, so and then yeah. they always give you know kind of their thoughts on what what they wear, which is really good to just kind of get that perspective from someone who who knows fashion really well, especially royal fashion, and they know the history and the influence and kind of all of the different um, factors that, that play into it. So definitely give them a follow. Um, so basically what we did was we sent them a list of questions that we had, and they um, provided us answers. So 
that's really what we're going to be going through. And then the Baron and I are just going to be adding um, probably our thoughts around it and kind of discussion points there. Yeah, last thing I'd say on the uh, the Instagram, I, I mean, I've, I've looked at their, uh, their Instagram page before. Have you noticed the sketches? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. I mean, you don't see much sketches in a digital world now, right? Yeah. Even with, so we use Canva. We yes. use Canva a lot. Um, and I'll do, I use quite a bit of AI to do some of my animation and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have the, the skill to do sketches. Oh, I don't do sketches, either, yes. But isn't it nice to see? Yes. That type of form. Yep, definitely. But yeah, so let's talk about the questions. Cause so, so the questions, um, the, the Duchess and the Baron, we both wrote together. Yep. So mm-hmm. it, it's not just the Duchess. Like, um, this is this is a huge piece. And then I come back to the community of um, the royal fa- the British royal family, that this is nice. We've had guest speakers. They're usually family members. Yeah. I say yeah. usually. They've all been they've family. They've all been family members. <laughs> um, but this is... Great that we're able to have uh, the engagement of a, yeah, a an expert within the field. Yes, definitely, because I think we've talked multiple times in previous episodes that um, I think we're trying to learn more about the royal fashion, but we definitely don't. Re- that that's not really our area of expertise at all. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yes. Um, yeah. So, should we get started with the yeah, first yeah, question? Yeah. Um, so our question was, which royal has the best style slash fashion and why? Was that one of yours or one of mine? I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, so I'll just read their answer. Oh, this was mine. Okay. Yeah. I, I will give you credit for this, Baron. Um, Points and clicks. Snaps. Yeah. And I'll just give their answer verbatim. Um So, personally, I really love Sophie, the Duchess of Edinburgh's fashion. Sophie typically wears lighter fabrics and colors and isn't afraid to experiment with bold patterns. Her Royal Highness's style is unique to herself, and it really makes her stand out while blending in. Looking back at older looks from the Duchess, you can really see that she has worked hard to find what style looks the very best on her and what is trending and sticks with those pieces. I bet you liked hearing that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love Sophie. But um, I completely agree with everything they say in their answer. And I'm going to bring up Sophie's looks more for the Barons. Um, She's a blondie, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, she's always classy. That, mm-hmm. That's how I'd, I'd put it. Just like, yeah, I, I see that. Um, if we had a, a another daughter, would you be open to the name Sophie? Do you like her that much? My cousin's name is Sophie, so um, I guess it's off the list. Yeah. So yeah. So one thing they point out is um, she wears lighter fabrics and colors and isn't afraid to experiment with bold patterns. And I'm just going to show the Baron right now some examples of this because I definitely do think she does wear lighter colors. Um, but she also has some that yeah, where she does kind of have like here, right here, like. That oh, is bold, gosh. right? Um, but abstract. But she does do a lot of the lighter colors. Um, like here, you you see her in kind of like light pinks, light blues. Um, sometimes, and then you know you'll see her also in red, kind of that boldness yeah. as well. But I think I think it's a good balance for her, the the greens. Um, and I wonder too. And here she's wearing white. I wonder too, though. Um, I know they've also people vote always speculate like do they all 
not obviously the royals, but whoever their fashion people are, do they try and all coordinate and yeah. things like that? So definitely with Sophie. Did we ask that question? No. We, we should have but, asked that but, question. But that definitely can be a follow-up. But, you know, a lot of times, again, with the lighter colors and stuff, I wonder if there is that coordination. Um, I think there has to be. Yeah, because obviously she's the Duchess of Edinburgh, so she is you know, a senior working member, but as far as, I guess, the hierarchy, right? Well, when like was the she princess a, and the queen yeah. are higher. Well, when was she uh, an active senior working member? Was that as soon as she married Edward or was it no, uh, so recently because of Andrew and I, I think they've Harry become more prominent back. recently, especially, yeah, with Probably Andrew more. and Harry. Yeah. Um, I know when they first got married, you know, they had that PR firm and I think there was a little bit more... Um, they they weren't really working members, I think. Got you. I think they were kind of more into their, like, PR Personal, stuff and, and, uh, and what they wanted to get off the ground. You know, I've heard, and I wasn't a royal watching member back then, so so I don't know and I don't remember, but I've seen things of, like, they kind of, um, you know, were little rebels at the beginning, if, if you can say that. Oh, really? Not rebels, per se, like, not, not as much, obviously, as, like, you see, like, Harry and Meghan. Well, but he's you the youngest, know, right? Yeah, but, you know, I think he's they... He's got three in front of him. Yeah, so I think they did probably try Wait, do you think there was a spare, what the hell's Edward? <laughs> right. So, yeah, so I did think they... Forgotten. They, they tried to experiment and, and things like that at first as well. But, yeah, no, I definitely agree with... Though they have more freedom answer. to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think... What a lot of people have pointed out is she's definitely coming into her own fashion-wise um, because they do say you can really see that she has worked hard to find what styles look the best on her. Um, and I think you've seen that, especially since she's become the Duchess of Edinburgh. You've seen that stand out more in her. She's she's really starting to polish her look and, and, and what that is. And, and you see it with um, her daughter as well. Remind me of her daughter's name. Is it Eleanor? No, it's it, it's not Eleanor. Louis, 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 Louis. <laughs> yeah, not Louis. <laughs> um, but yeah, but no, like definitely at the coronation, for example. Um, I'll, and and I'll show you. Okay, here. Remember, she seems I remember. A sweet girl. Yes, at the coronation, you can definitely. She's see, tall. Like, Jeez. Oh, maybe that's heels. That's yeah, heels. She does have heels, but you can definitely see. I think her progression as well. Most recently at the coronation, even that weekend, I think they, the yeah, royal family, you know. to elevate, uh, elevate her. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I, I love the answer because I love Sophie, but I definitely agree and with, with the aspects that Because Kate would like also one. be the easiest answer to give, right? Because Kate's yeah. um, always going to be, but always under scrutiny as well. You've yeah, of course. Of course. Um, okay. Number two, as you finish your wine. Okay. Which royal do you think could use the most assistance with their fashion and wine? This was definitely a barren question. So this one was a bit more, you know. Close out. Yes. So again, I'm going to say this verbatim. Um, I think most royals could use a good amount of assistance in all honesty. Catherine, for one, tends to wear certain outfits that don't suit her and that the accessories clash. For example, Easter 2023 and Thanksgiving service at St. Giles Cathedral. Mm. I will show you these photos in a second. Then there's Princess Beatrice, who will wear very stunning pieces individually, but together they don't really look too good. For example, her dresses and jacket combos. 
there are a few more, but these are the ones that really pop in mind of me first. Okay. So let's go into Catherine first. Um, and with Catherine, so again, she gets the most scrutiny. She's going to get the most, you know, people love critiques. it. Yeah, critiques. And what I've seen, especially since kind of, you know, since we've started really royal watching. Um, with binoculars. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, we now we've started to kind of take a poll on her outfits and whether people, you know, love it, don't like it. You know, it's not their fave. And hers are definitely like some outfits. People, everyone could be like, love it. And some of them, most people are like, meh, not my fave. Um, but I do think she 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 switches her style. And maybe she's just, I don't know. I mean, because she could stick with what, what she knows and, and what she knows everyone would really like, right? So I don't, I don't know if she's just trying to be bold and trying to still experiment or just do different things. But I'm also going to show you the ones where they said, you know, well, we the can examples. talk about the St. Giles one because that's one we actually just, just mentioned, right? There was that the uh, the blue. Well, so the Easter 2023 was also blue. Oh. So here, uh, well, actually, it's the same. Let, let me get this one up. Okay, here we go. Um, so I'll, I'll describe as we're looking. So this is Easter. Yes. No, no, this is the Thanksgiving service. And it's actually the same. It's repeat. Different hat, but it's repeat. Ah. Um, but if you look specifically, so let's get like a full. And I know this one was controversial. Um, and we're talking about the Thanksgiving, um, the Thanksgiving the service. Piece, yes. Right, yeah. um, and, I, and I do think some people like this look and some people were like, nope. But um, as far as like accessories and stuff here, so you could see she is wearing this pearl necklace. And I believe it belonged to either Queen Elizabeth or Princess Diana. Um, and then she has the pearl earrings and then the hat. And then so, so what did the Royal Fashion Blog say uh, specifically about the um, accessories? and? Yeah, so um, she tends to wear certain outfits that don't suit her or that the accessories clash, so that ah, they clash okay. with right, the outfit, sense. right? Um, and then gave these two examples. So... so um, for listeners, I mean, obviously you can search this. For the correlation, do, do you know what, is the word matronly? Would that be a yeah. good describer for this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's below the knee. Um, I, take the, take away the hat. <laughs> oh, yes, the hat. Take, I no, so I'm just going to say take away the hat. And then I see this um, again with the, ex, the accessories. I see that point because I'd imagine this at kind of like a a gala or a a, a, a dinner. She looks like a head teacher, a headmistress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that. Oh, look how me being a critique. I'm just not trying. Not a critic, not a critique. <laughs> I know. You probably would have never saw yourself doing this. Um, and just to go back to that, so the necklace is was Queen Elizabeth's, just to. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that is still in itself. And then the other one was a, a, a repeat? Yes, so she wore the same, not hat and stuff, but um, what, what would you call that, a coat dress? Is that a coat or a coat dress? Um, Headmistress. Um, and then, so, so here yeah. she's wearing the same, different hat, different, so she doesn't have the big necklace. She, she does have different earrings, different shoes, 
um, and a different clutch as well. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of the hats. Yes. It it looks... Oh, this is going to sound bad, but I am a critic now. She looks like an air stewardess. Is that the correct term? Yeah. Air hostess? No, I can, I can definitely see that, yes. For Icelandic air. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a... a yes. A, a, do you know what I mean? Because I think, is it Emirates Air that has a similar, but just the different hat, colors? The hat, isn't it, right? Is it the hat? Yeah. Yeah. No, I could definitely see that. And I think like this, like, I don't know. She, she's a princess, right? So I think maybe you expect a bit. She should be wearing bit, crowns every single time. You expect a bit more as well, I think, right? Um, so, yep, I can definitely see it. Um, and then, so let's go to, then they said there's Princess Beatrice who will wear very stunning pieces individually, but together they don't really look too good. Mm. For example, her dresses and jacket combos. There are a few of these, or there are a few more, but these are the ones that really pop in mind. So I will say, and maybe this isn't a popular opinion, but Princess Beatrice and Princess Eugenie's, their style, I don't, like... I, I, maybe we just don't have the same style, but a lot of the things they wear, I'm usually like, ah, eh, no. But maybe we just have different style. I will say Princess Beatrice wore a beautiful dress to the Jordan wedding. She looked gorgeous. Okay. But most of the times when I see their outfits, it's a, it's a hit for me. I think Princess Beatrice, I think it has been getting better than before. So Wait. show show me just show me as an example. I'll, I'll talk what I'm seeing for 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 Beatrice because okay. um, I I do have a comment. Do you want to see the Jordan wedding one? Cause, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll that see one that. I will say, um, like that one I thought yeah. was really. So I'm showing him the. So it's just like a, a and then and this this one's the evening the evening one. Uh, I mean she it's does traditional look good. Jordan but, Jordanian yeah. wear though, I mean, right? But I really loved her ceremony dress. Yeah, it looks a little um, frozen, Disney frozen. Yeah, yeah. But show show me some some more of um, okay Beatrice. I'll, just so I've got an idea. Like Princess Beatrice outfits. So when you're saying it, it doesn't fit, give me some things here. So, so like this. So we are looking. I think it's her Met Gala look. Yeah, and uh, it's like a, a lilac. Yeah, but then she has like this weird like headpiece with it. I could see that. I, I would say, look when. Um, especially this one, like, what is this? Not so we're looking at green, kind of emerald glee green. Gosh, I don't know anything about fashion, so I, I don't know what the hell you'd call that. But it's, it, it looks like it looks like a a, a little mermaid type of outfit type of stuff. And she has like a black headband. What with event flowers. was that for? I'm I'm trying. I'm gonna find out right now. Oh gosh, this is gonna take a while. What I literally look, just like put it in Google. I I, so. I see what you mean. I see. Like, I'm looking at Google images, and I can uh, yeah. There's some interesting and some pieces. Hats. Do you know what it, it reminds me a little bit of? Kind of um, Willy Wonka kind of style, or kind of just Roald Dahl esque uh, illustrations. Yes. But the the two girls of Beatrice and Eugenie. So I will say, and not to interrupt you, but her royal ascot look from this year. That's not pretty. the biggest fan of, not a biggest fan of the hat. But I her do like her, her dress more. So I think she is getting better. But like, I mean, the hats the are hat. always going to be a little ridiculous. No, but I mean, look at Kate's hat. Yeah, hers um, is a bit more like. I mean, her her hat is like wow, 
But it's also, so her hat is not subtle. It's a bit more wow because it's like big and stuff. But it doesn't have like anything crazy on it. Um, you know what I'm liking to imagine right now that the that royal ascot speaking with a southern accent. It's like, I know, I know it was so hot. But <laughs> my horse won and I won two books. <laughs> um, but yes. Uh, sorry. Well, so well, well, the thing I'd say about um, Beatrice and Eugenie is that if you're comparing it to a Kate, if you're comparing it to a Diana, they're naturally beautiful. So... Are you didn't you expect me to say that. You did not expect me to say that, did you? You you thought I was going in a completely different direction. Um, and I think their shape, the shapes of the bodies, um, are easier to to pull off certain things. Um, and I think it, it's yeah, it, it's just a little bit more difficult to. I mean, yeah. So I'm showing them, and I wish, you know, this it, is. I, it's, it's unfortunate that you have Cinderella and. The, the twin, no, the, the stepsisters, right? And that's a lot of the outfits just gives me... that That's what they get, like, compared to, which is horrible, <sighs> but... You can, s- yeah. Um, but I will say, I think at least Beatrice is hopefully getting better at least this last year. Um, and I would also say, you know, so, so Kate and Diana you know, were not princesses when they were born. They were married into this. These these women have been princesses since they've been born. Like, that's where I would think that. Yeah, I mean, who wants okay. to be looked at and, and talked to? I mean, God, if you looked at what I'm wearing most of the times, it's just sports gear and shorts. Mm-hmm. People have a heyday. Does um, does Eugenie uh, Eugenie does she have a bust? Quite a big bust. Oh, I don't big know. boobs. I have not. Um, and, and the reason I say it is because. You, you have to make As a outfits royal, fit with you, your body type. Right, and, and it's not like she can be showing off cleavage. Mm-hmm. I mean... I will say, I, I loved Princess Eugenie's wedding dress. She did have a beautiful wedding dress. And here it is. It's simple. Yeah, It's yeah, simple, yeah. but I think it, it suits her body. Yeah, well, that, that's what I mean. It's like and you, I think, yeah. But yeah, yes, I definitely know what you mean. And even her reception gown, um, I really yeah, liked nice as dress. well. Um but yes, yeah, these two, for me personally, th- th- these would probably be mine. See, like, that's beautiful. Um, these two would probably be mine that's, like, they could they could use a little. Oh. I don't know. I thought of another question that I should have asked. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a follow-up. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, one of my questions was, who's had the best wedding dress? Oh, um, well, they do talk about wedding dress. That is their favorite, so. All right, oh, so we actually have this answer. Yes. Did you do. ask that question? No. Um, okay, all right. Well, let, let's get to the next question. Yeah. So what are some of the most memorable royal fashion moments for you? Um, again, I'm going to do this verbatim. Um, they put three different ones. So we'll go through each one, discuss, and then go to the next one. Um, so there are so many wonderful m- moments with royal fashion that have really been so memorable f- so far. And here is a few. Diana's revenge dress. Diana wore this black Christina. <laughs> do you I love like that revenge dress. <laughs> um, or you love this. Re- I need a revenge suit. For what? For still- Anytime I need to oh, commit revenge. Oh. Well, she did it. It was supposed to be against Charles. That's I, what they said. I know, say. I know. Um, anyways, Diana's revenge dress. Diana wore this black Christina 
Stambolian dress to the Serpentine Gallery. Many people in the press say that this was a dig at her husband. However, in truth, the designer of the dress was originally going to wear, she was originally going to wear, had leaked that she was going to a certain dress of theirs. So she decided to pull out her black dress that she had supposedly owned for years. Is this when, I, I, I never used to get it, but when women, or, or they say little black number, is that what they meant? Little black dress. Yeah, little yes, black number. Yeah, little yeah. Uh, yep. uh, this can definitely be a little black dress. Um, and she looks amazing in it. It's also featured on The Crown. So it's quite, um, there's a bit of thigh, th- thigh showing. There's some thigh, there's some... Uh, shoulders. Shoulders, yes. Beautiful necklace. It's titillating. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so it was a revenge dress because it was after... So they said, um, so the press said it was a dig at her husband. However, the true, in truth, the designer of the dress she was originally going to wear had leaked that she was going to a certain dress of theirs. So she decided to pull out her black dress that she had supposedly owned for years. Yeah. I mean, she definitely made it look good. And good an accessory match as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I was never a big fan of the hairstyles back in the 90s and the 80s. I mean, like now... 80s think, and 90s? Yeah, I think that I think they're better now. Like, I just... I mean, she she definitely rocked the hair. I think... you think? I mean, I think she looked good. Well, I did read something recently that said she did want to grow her hair out, but the institution... Right, um, that's right. ...said it yeah, was, yeah. like, iconic and, like, wouldn't let her. So, um... But no, I no, mean, but I, all, I, the, all I, the women, none of the women really had that they'd make beehives, they wouldn't have their hair down. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't look that good with that short hair. Um, she definitely looked good in it. Um, so the next dress Her Late Majesty, the Queen's COVID 19 broadcast outfit. This outfit will forever be one of my favorites, as it is the first time I had not only heard the Queen speak, which is magical itself, but she wore her grandmother's turquoise brooch which is the first brooch of her late majesties which i really loved so i will bring this one up do you remember this dress trying to look for it now this is queen elizabeth yes and here it is so it is like a so you can see her turquoise turquoise brooch here um and then she is wearing like a she's also the dress is also like turquoise and then she has the pearl necklace with like Imagine, I, I know the, the, the Queen lived through a lot, but in her final years, that's something like this, which she wasn't obviously around for other pandemics. There hadn't been anything ever of this magnitude. So if you think about that, she'd... Yeah, I mean, she'd, she'd lived and Which had been war, really, really threatening to her kingdom. health. Yeah. I mean, that could have ended her. Nearly well, ended she didn't Boris get Johnson. COVID. Yeah, I know, but nearly ended Boris Johnson, right? Yeah. It's... Well, he had his COVID parties. Not sexy parties. During COVID. Yeah, COVID sexy parties. Yeah. CSP. Um, no, she looks so lovely and elegant. And I, and I do love her brooch as I well. mean, it's harder to dress as an older lady, I'm sure, right? Yeah. She, always she can't wear though. what Diana, Diana had. <laughs> no, <laughs> she could not wear the div- revenge dress. Okay, so last but not oh, least. The COVID so revenge dress. We're going to go to wedding dresses. The okay. Duchess of Sussex's wedding dress. 
This Wait, well, what was the question? Oh, just memorable. Oh, I see. So this is the third. Um, the Duchess of Sussex's wedding dress. This dress is my all-time favorite wedding dress, even though I know many didn't like it. I love the dress so much because it was simple and timeless, and it suited the Duchess very well. So we actually have talked about um, Megan's wedding dress because especially, I think, over the coronation, you know, with Katy Perry and stuff, there was um, a lot, you know, it kind of came back, I guess, into the picture. Um, and yeah, I, I've heard both. I've heard people love it and, and I've heard people are like, no, like it's, it's, it's too simple. Like it's not, it, it, it needed to be something different. Yeah. Um, so, so it's interesting. Like, um, I, obviously I'm, I'm not a, I don't, I'm not really a fashionista or a fashion critic, but, um, you know, so I'm, I'm looking at an image now of. Queen Elizabeth's, Diana's, Kate's, and uh, Meghan's. That one, uh-huh, yeah. Yep. Um, now, obviously, style and, and fashion changes because you're talking about... Well, when, when did the Queen get married? In the early 50s? 40s? Late 40s? Probably, yeah. Um, so, I know style changes. Out of the four, I'd say Diana's, I think, is... Well, hers is really poofy, right? I mean, that was the style. It's insane, like... So, 1947, the Queen... Got married. If I was to put a bedroom duvet on and put a towel on my head, I think that'd look like Diana's. Well, but that was the style. That's, that's what I I'm would saying. Say. That's what I'm saying. But Kate, and when you think like, especially I think back then, when you think of a princess dress, when you like, it is like poofy and that. Um, I would think. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I. And this is my preference. Because, sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say all like Disney princesses and stuff. A lot of theirs are poofy. But continue. No, I mean, look, this, this is my preference. And obviously I don't wear the dress. But um, I I think Kate's is incredible. And and the reason why I think um, both Megan and, and Kate are, are beautiful women. Um, I, I I just think... I think they both would have looked good in Kate's. Yeah. I think they'd both have looked a little flat. I, I just don't know if it fits that well. But I, 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 that's are you talking about Megan's? Megan's, yeah. I just don't know yeah. if it's. I don't know if it's, it, it fits because she's got a really tiny frame. Like she could yeah. wear something very. She's very slender, right? Yeah. So I just don't know the fitting. But then again, I'm. I'm not. Well, that's what Katy Perry said, right? Oh, is that what she said? The fitting. She said she would go for another fitting. That was all. Ah. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Which people have talked about. Yeah, well, no, with Kate's, like, yeah, I think Kate's is timeless, right? I mean, even the even if you look at the Queen's, I mean, there's there's ruffles. Or so if, I you know, know what, this is... But, this is but I still think that's timeless, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think, look, if... Um, obviously, we're looking at pictures here and Google along. But um, I think we've, you know, to describe Kate's, you have the kind of... It's a, a hybrid lace dress right so you have the um is that, is that what you call a plunging neckline what was it's not plunging i mean it's like a v-neck kind of <laughs> like we're probably not describing it right but yeah i mean you have the lace on the top and it covers the shoulders and then you do kind of have i guess more of the bodice of the dress and and what the does t- bodice mean like the the bodice the, the, the top corset. part yeah kind of um and and that's a bit more form-fitting right and then you have where it kind of, starting at the waist, it does 
flare, not like flare out tremendously, but it does, you know, go yeah, out. Yeah, subtly. Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, she, she. Uh, and we're not comparing. <laughs> she looks like a, a, a princess, and I think. She looks um, like a Disney princess. Yeah. She does look like a Disney princess. But I will say, um, I, I do think Megan's reception dress. Oh, her reception dress, dress was so much better. Yeah, her reception dress is beautiful, I think. And, and and that's simple, right? That's simple, classic, and elegant. But I did like her um, reception dress. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. Uh, where do you think Kate and Megan get their fashion influence from? So again, verbatim. Uh, Since the early days of her marriage, Catherine has frequently worn outfits that resemble outfits Diana has worn. I also think she might have gotten some inspiration from Crown Princess Mary of Denmark. And more recently, I really think she might have gotten some inspiration from the Duchess of Sussex, which you can see with her frequent wear of knit dresses and variety of tan coats, which Megan has been known to love. So we'll stop there for Catherine and then we'll go to Megan um, so, Crown Princess of Denmark, um, Baron. Do you know who the Crown Princess of Denmark is? Yeah, Peggy. Peggy? No, I'm kidding. I have no oh, idea. I'm like that. I, 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 to be honest, I was still looking at uh, Megan's reception dress. Um, I think it's it's better. So, Crown. So, influence what? And this is for Kate. Yes. So, so they said. Um, so worn outfits that resemble Diane, you know, what Diana wore, which I 100% agree with. You see her replicating mm-hmm. similar styles of Diana, which I think, I, I, I think that's a twofold. I think one, you know, she does get some of her influence from that. But two, I think it, for the most part, it's usually always a, you know, a hit if she's replicating something similar to Diana's, right? I think there's a narrative of that. I also think that if you think about it, um, there's there's not many of the ladies that have been within the royal at that level. I mean, there isn't any of her except her that is comparable, that yeah. it has a certain standard. Like, like we talked about Beatrice and Eugenie. I, th- I think, imagine if they were Kate. Mm-hmm. Their, their dresses choices would be very there'd be a lot more critical yeah of, probably less freedom yeah so i think there's only and and i think even if diana was a model t yeah and and i think it's that connection too right that she is a daughter-in-law of diana right if beatrice or eugenie or someone else wore something similar to diana i'm sure someone would make that connection but it's a i don't know if they would i mean they could but I think they that, just probably won't be thinking about it. But but I think you know more people probably know the outfits of Diana and Kate, and that's a lot simpler connection because that's her daughter-in-law. Yeah, agreed. Um, so they also think she might have gotten some infer- inspiration from Crown Princess Mary of Denmark, and I do think they're—I don't know if I'd say friends, but they definitely seem to acquaintances. Yeah, acquaintances. Um. So this is her Baron, if you haven't seen. I could see. I could see it, yes. Yep. Yep, definitely. Oh, I mean, she's, oh she's this one. This one, definitely. Oh, wow. And we're looking. Well, she's like, uh, I'm guessing that they look relatively, that there's a look of each other. And I think also, you know, dark hair, 
um, similar the, complexion, similar some figure. Some of the sequins dress. Well, I, I I think they do. They have had a couple of dresses that they both have worn, but like some of the sequin Wait, they, dresses. They share each of us closet like a sleepover, <laughs> no, or like you can that. wear my dress. But um, you know, some sequin dresses here. You, we we have a pink, which we know Kate wore to the Jordan wedding, and then there's also a blue one. Um, not like quite a sequin. How old, how old is um, Crown can, Princess of Denmark? I can look it up. Because I'm guessing she might be 10 years She's a senior. She's 51. Yeah. Well, nine. Yeah. Yeah. So do you know what I mean? So it's kind yeah. of like, how do I yeah. dress uh, my age exactly. in, in the future, right? That he, That's yeah. kind of like, that's how I... But yeah. I could definitely see that. Oh, go, go down a little bit. Is that her young? Where? Here? Yeah. We're looking so at a young... 20 years ago. Yep. And she she does have a look of Kate, similar, very similar hair. Yeah. All right, fabulous. And then last but not least, um, I really think she might have gotten some inspiration from the Duchess of Sussex, which you can see with her frequent wear of knit dresses and variety of tan coats, which Megan has been known to love. Interesting. Yes. Well, I know definitely the Aquazura shoes, right? Everyone's... Mm. Definitely been able to point those out. I'm sure Kate would never admit to it. No. No. I don't think either of them would admit it. But I, but I could see it, right? And maybe, I mean, so Megan's from California. And you definitely see, I guess, her style. Also, now it's, it's definitely, I think, more American, casual. We, that's what I was going to say. Kate's, like we, we talked about uh, appealing to... Uh, Another audience yeah. and, and popularity. I think that there is US, so that kind of does, yeah. does make sense. So, so I think that's where it could come from. Um, so going to Megan. Megan, I think that she has gotten inspiration from Queen Letizia of Spain with pencil skirts, pantsuits, shirt dresses, and modern chic ensembles. However, I think the Duchess of Sussex has looked to the Princess of Wales for outfit ins- inspiration, especially during her early days as a royal. Oh, yeah. So let's see Queen Letitia of Spain. Definitely thought you were going to say Latifah. <laughs> yeah, very um, very similar body structure. Very uh, skinny, uh, slender build. Mm, Letitia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I could see it because she she does wear some more like. I think she she has some like dark grays and blacks and stuff, which. You would see Megan wearing right. Um, they're not. I mean, she she does have some dresses that are brighter colors, definitely. But um, she definitely has a lot of neutral colors as well, which I think Kate has, or not Kate. Uh, Megan has. Sorry. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts? Actually, her wedding dress was actually closer to Kate's. Oh really? And it cost eight million dollars. Are are you joking right now? I can't tell. Oh wow, wow, she's she's younger there. Yeah, I actually seem to remember seeing this these pictures uh, as I was getting my head and in those tabloid mags. <laughs> I'm being serious. That's so funny. It, it, yeah, it does ring a bell. Oh, and this one says six six well six million pounds. So yeah, eight million. Must have been a good economy because <laughs> the Spanish economy usually isn't that great. Um, well, and then so she also says she does think that she's looked at the Princess of Wales for outfit, 
outfit inspiration, especially during her early days, which I think so, because there are some outfits you see that are, I mean, they do definitely have their own style and, and everything, but but there are a couple there that do look... She's got cracking right. selt the t-shirt. Sorry, I'm, I'm still <laughs> going for these pictures. She's very Californian. Yeah, Dress, well, which makes well sense, there right? you would go. There you would there you go. And also, I mean, I, I'm guessing she lives um, in Madrid. Letizia, so probably the weather's not too dissimilar from California. Probably a little bit warmer. Yeah, I don't know about. I, I don't know about the weather there. Um, but here we could see. So sorry, I'm just going back to Kate and uh, Megan now. Unless you wanted more to add, but um, we see this little monochrome um, color oh kind of. Sorry, I have another connection. Okay. Um, so as I was just doing this research, so Queen Letizia was a news broadcaster prior to becoming queen. So not too dissimilar from Megan opening those oh. boxes to becoming a, an actress. So so maybe there is. Maybe there is more of a connection. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Um, so going now to Kate and Megan. So See, so I'm just showing the Baron, Baron a couple outfits that are that are a bit more similar. So, th yeah. so there's one in like light pink monochrome style, very similar. This red dress, but similar age women's with similar builds. Would you find white jacket? I mean, your friends um, that similar age, similar build. Do you find that you have similar style? Yes, I do. But I would like my friends are in the U.S. Right. Um, so similar cultures, well, same culture, you know, American, right? Yeah. I, if if it was my age with someone in the UK, I'm not sure. I mean, probably not actually, because our weather is very different, <laughs> mm. right? Yeah, we don't get that much rain here. Yeah, uh, we don't I get mean, that much rain. Got, these are event pictures, right? Yes, so. yes, of course, of course. But still, I'm not sure. Like. No, no, I think it's a fair point. We, a we've fair been point. to weddings before. We've been to British weddings before. And, like, I'm American. I don't wear a fascinator. Probably should. But I, I have not. But I know those, you know, those are very popular. Um, but, you know, yeah. So, so I would just say, I mean, that's more of a culture thing, though, right? Um, but, again, Megan and Kate, different cultures. Yeah. I mean, this one's very similar. It's like a black yeah, that one's really lace close. dress. Yeah, so, okay, I see, um, I see But they that. definitely have similarities. But, yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing I would say because they come from two different cultures and two different backgrounds. Um, yeah, but I, but I do think, and she probably wouldn't admit it either. Neither of them would. Okay, so we have a few more questions. Um, how much choice do you think Kate has in what she wears? Yeah, so am I. <laughs> I think it really depends on the event or what she is doing. I think for more formal events such as church services state dinners, red carpet events, and most recently, the coronation, she lets her team of dressers pick what she wears. But for more informal day-to-day -day public engagements, I think if she doesn't style herself, she definitely gives more of her input. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. However, I do think that on a regular day basis, when she has no public engagements or anything, I think she does pick out her own outfits. Finally, like the late queen, I do think the princess has has own separate closet with clothing that she will opt to wear on a repeat regularly. I can see it being pieces that she has worn in the past and has repeated in public several times. I probably get more of an insight into what her preference is. 
yes. of those repeats. Yeah. You know, kind of what, what her genuine go-to style is. Yeah. Well, with that, I would I would have the question, you know, there has been some comments um, from the community that some of her outfits are very similar. So why doesn't she just have a repeat outfit for them? Why does she need, like, a whole new outfit? Like, oh, it'll see, be the yeah. same color and maybe just a tiny different design detail. Um, which, I mean, I mean, I think that's a fair question, right? Yeah. Um, I'd like to know that as well. So maybe one day she'll answer it. Probably yeah. not. Um, but, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And I'm sure kind of like what we talked about earlier, I'm sure there are some events, probably they're more formal events that they do coordinate with other family members or, you know, the the institution, rural dressers probably coordinate amongst themselves to make sure. But um, I know I, I read that initially she did do, um, she would always do her own makeup um, for events and stuff like that. Oh, wow. But... I think now, I mean, her makeup has changed, especially since she's become the Princess of Wales, so I do wonder if she still does her own makeup ah, or... Definitely not. Or if not, I mean, I'm sure for the very formal event, she doesn't. Um, but yeah, I could see um, on regular day-to-day basis that she does pick her own outfits. I mean, even in, in the photos that you see, like the Mother's Day photo and I think the Christmas photo from this year, it's very casual. Um, it's a very casual look. And I think that could be something that she probably picked out or had a lot of input in. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you know the outfit I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> All right, what's the, uh, what's the next question that we asked? Okay, so the next one. Favorite tiara. Fa- okay, so, so this is kind of threefold. So what's your favorite tiara? What's your favorite piece of jewelry? And any other favorites you'd like to point out? So my all-time favorite tiara would have to be the Nizam or of Hyderabad tiara. Yeah, India. Yes. So we can stop there um, and talk about that, and then we can get to. Do you know what this looks like? I have an idea. <laughs> it's <laughs> a, a headwear piece with diamonds and uh, silver. Mm, really? Okay. Let's see. Okay, so here's one of the queen wearing it. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, that is nice. Looks like it weighs a ton. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful headpiece. It's it's, it's, uh, symmetrical, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So the floral headpiece was made by Cartier and bought by the Nizam of Hyderabad alongside a necklace for Queen Elizabeth's wedding. The tiara was since dismantled. Oh, I wonder why it was dismantled. Do you know what I'm thinking, though? Probably. It was dismantled like in Mean Girls. Oh, gosh. I thought you were going to be serious. <laughs> but the necklace is beautiful as well. Yeah, this Gorgeous. is... I know, I know we, we, we have to... to we have to be a little bit more descriptive, Duchess, when we're, we're doing a podcast, when we're looking at uh-huh. this is beautiful. We have to see what we say. Say what we see. Okay. Would you like to describe it? So this is this one's the necklace. Yeah, uh, it's it's similar to the arrow. It's it's quite bulky in terms of that, but it's symmetrical. It's got um, uh, different layers to it. It's uh, it's tremendous. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I I yeah. It's hard to describe. Okay, how about the tiara? Like I said, yeah. It, there's a lot of um, 
intricate, intricate details. Detail. Like in the center, it almost looks like it's probably not, but it looks like a flower it, with maybe some leaves it does. or something um, around it. I'd I'd say like kind of um, the the first frost in England um, and all those intricate patterns and yeah. But no, it is it's it's very pretty, but it looks like it weighs a lot. Yes. Yeah, but it's since been dismantled. Yeah, I Might have to dig later on. Why? Mean girls. <laughs> you get a piece. You get a piece. Okay. So that was a tiara. My favorite piece of jewelry would have to be Her Late Majesty Queen Elizabeth II's three-strand pearl necklace. The necklace features the three strands of graduated pearls and a diamond clasp. The queen had it made in 1952 at the beginning of her reign and wore it for over 70 years. Wow. Yeah. So I think that's the one. I mean, I, I feel like we've seen it in a lot of events and photos. Jesus, I had something for 70 years. Cannot copy and paste. Okay. As you hear me type. I know. I'm just trying to think, is there anything that you'd wear there for 70 we go. years? Okay, so she did wear it at... Um, the COVID speech. Yep. In, with her revenge dress. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she wore it a lot. I mean, it's timeless piece, right? Yeah, it goes with I mean, a lot it's, of things. It's, it's, it pearls, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's just yeah, it's three strands of pearls with a diamond clasp. Um, and you see, uh, Kate, it looks like Kate's worn it. But yeah, I mean, it's you could literally put it with anything. It's very versatile. It's beautiful. Yeah, you can't really go wrong with pearls, right? Yeah. Can Can you get me a three strand pearl necklace? How about three pearls? Oh, okay. On a strand. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we have two more questions. The next one is, how do you think the fashion has evolved within the royal family over time? I think the formality of many things had definitely changed. Back in the 1850s all the way to the 1960s, women, not only in the royal family, always wore hats while out and about during the day, and they would rather wear smaller headpieces or head jewels. Tiaras were a usual go-to for royals, or nothing on their heads at night. But in the 70s, that died down. Older royals at that time, such as the late queen, the queen mother, and Princess Margaret, however, kept wearing hats on a daily basis. When other royals, like Diana and Fergie, married in the family, they only wore hats for occasions where it was absolutely essential. And the modern generation of royals do the same. Also looking at events, such as the Royal Variety Performance, the event used to be white tie with tiaras and everything, but now it's a black tie event which means tuxedos and gowns. I think we might see a few more events that will become less and less formal in the years to come. Yeah. I, I mean, the hat thing's always interesting. Like, hats get itchy. Right? I imagine, like, having to always wear a hat when you're out and... Yeah. 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 I guess so. You know what I mean? Any piece of... Uh, Headwear. Uh, appenditure. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't... I think once, you know, they said this... Before that, I didn't realize, yeah, you would always see the queen in hat. hats and everything. Never and a baseball cap. Well, yeah, obviously not. But, um, um, and yeah, I mean, you see the other royals now wearing it, but but they wear it to, you know, events that you would expect hats, royal ascot, um, or things like that. But even if you think, so, so think about Swimbledon this past weekend, Kate and, you know, Charlotte obviously didn't wear hats. Probably be weird if they wore hats. Eh, maybe not. But you know what I mean? Mm. Like they, you know, but they wore it to obviously the Scottish coronation, order of the garter, trooping the color, those kinds of things where it is more formal. 
Um, it's interesting though because obviously they go to a lot of events, but as a a woman, how how many times have you worn a hat? I mean, usually o- outside of a baseball cap. Oh, I wear it to the pool, the pool, which is in a baseball cap. Like a pool hat. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you know, my, 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 oh, y- you've called it Your my Meghan hat. Markle hat, which oh. I'm like, no, please don't. It's <laughs> not, uh, but yeah, that's that, what that you've called thing. it. Uh, hey, it keeps my face away from the sun. That's all that matters. But, but okay, given the, the fact that the majority of people don't live in a climate that you can have a pool, um, it's, it's not, imagine just having, a, th- th- how many wardrobes I must have for? Yeah, I mean, it depends how long these events are as well, right? I mean, usually they go for a few hours. They're not going for like a whole day most of the time. But don't you think that it's interesting? I I don't know. I I, I agree. Maybe over time things will become more casual. But I I do like the fact that some events, and like even I know the Met Gala is weird, but things like the Oscars and and stuff like that, getting dressed up is is a nice thing, right? Because it's a rarity. Or going to a wedding and... Yeah, uh, wearing a fascinator. Well, you know, I I also wonder, um, so it all obviously has evolved, especially with the tiaras, right? Um, And I think the tiaras specifically are probably more around maybe the public react, not public reaction, but public kind of, you know. Perception? Yeah, well, you know how like King Charles wants kind of a slimmed down monarchy and things like that, and I think not as much of, like, the glitz and the glamour. I mean, think about the coronation. They didn't have tiaras. Yeah. That is a uh, tiara event. I think, like, it's tiaras, crowns. But they might We're talking back, thousands right? of years. Could be. Thousands and thousands of years. Wherever, you know, it, it's not just a royal family. It's any chiefdom yeah. or, or whatever it is. Crowns, precious metals. Yeah. It's, yeah. We'll see. I mean, I like the tiaras, so bring them back. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't? Uh, right. I mean, they're royals. Sap can't pay more tiaras for Britain. <laughs> okay. So the last question: What do you think have been the biggest statement pieces within the royal family? I think my answer might be a little obvious, but I'm going to have to go with the imperial state crown. Visually, the piece is a statement. It is a huge crown encrusted in diamonds, encrusted in. Encrusted in diamonds, encrusted in diamonds, pearls, and colored stones. Symbolically, it is also a statement, as the famous saying, the crown must come first. The saying is referring to the institution of the crown. But looking at events where the imperial state crown is used, who enters the room first, the crown or the king? The crown. Mm. I like that. (laughs) And this is because the king serves the crown, and it shows how the crown is superior to his majesty. Finally, the piece also makes historical statements as several stones have made their way to the British Royal Collection during their colonial era. It is an incredible piece. And, and for those um, that aren't familiar with it, I mean, I, I actually, I, I didn't know it was official name, but I obviously you've seen it. It's the one with the purple fabric. And I, I guess They're it's... They're crowned with at the coronation. At the coronation. So you've got what, four bands of... Um, Diamonds, precious jewels that kind of then hold up the the sphere and the, uh, the the cross on the top. I mean, it's ridiculous. And it's how much did they? Say? I remember 
we've talked about how much it weighs. Oh. Well, the weight is So it's 2.3 pounds. 1.06 kilograms. Okay. Now, this is... Um, how much do you think it's worth? Lots of money. No, no, no. Let's play the game. 200 million. Some jewelry experts have estimated it to be worth between three and five billion pounds. Um, And with the 317 carat... Where do they put it? Tower of London. Yeah, but like, you have to basically monitor it 24-7. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not the Tower of London. It's definitely not the Tower of London. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's like, you know, those movies, they always try and yeah, like steal something. Yeah. It's like, what if it's actually not real anymore? Anyways. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That you, you Someone's you stolen it a long time ago. Well, I always remember that one of my favorite movies uh, and this week's sponsor, um, Russell Crowe's A Good Year movie. We've watched it. Yeah. It, it isn't the sponsor. Um, but um, it is to that point. Um, he is a, a, a banker in London goes off to, to France for his uncle's vineyard that he inherits. But his boss, who lives in the city in, in London, has a, I don't know if it's a Monet or a Van, a Van Gogh or Van Gogh. Um, and he tells Russell Crowe, it's like, it's, um, that's a print. It's like the original's hidden away in my vault. It never sees the light of day. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, you could be yeah. right. Yeah. An insane amount. Um, yeah, they, they estimate that the um, it's it's called a three is the three hundred seventeen carat Cullinan the second that's the name of it the diamond uh, center of the piece um, has a, an estimate four hundred million pounds alone um, and and then several specialists have said decided that putting a price on the crown's worth is, is nigh on impossible. Wow, it must be that kind of. I mean, it's insane, right? I mean, who, is, who, who, yeah. who, who owns that? The crown. The crown owns the crown. Well, I did um, some, you know, uh, we, we did a reel on, on the, the net worth of uh, each royals and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's an insane amount. So Chelsea Football Club sold for $5 billion. Oh, that's crazy. Um, or was it 3.5? Yeah, it, it, it's insane that something that that huge a commercial mm-hmm. uh, Dallas Cowboys um, they say they think it's worth uh, eight. Um, Washington now Commanders was sold for something like four point five. So you're talking about huge, you know, huge worth, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean that that that's it's a perfect answer, right? Yeah, yeah, it and is. And then you just have to look at all the people that have worn it prior to that. Yeah. No, and I really like how they said that who enters the room first, the crown or the king, the I crown. Yeah. That's, that's that's really good point out. Was this the last question? Because that would have been a perfect one to end on. Yes, it is. Because that's like, a, a you know, who comes first and it comes back to duty and yeah. that the crown yeah. comes first. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed that. And, and thank you again to Royal Fashion Blog. That is some really, really interesting insight. Look, look like how I... I'm not a royalist. I respect that they they do, but from a history piece and and things like that, um, 
this information is incredible and, and what a, yeah. a, an incredible analogy to, to finish with that piece. Um, anything else, Duchess? No, no, we're going to be on vacation this week, actually. So we're In going to Disneyland. Disneyland. Um, so we might not be as active this week. We do have a few scheduled things, but um, oh, we do. But we'll be back next week. We're still going to record. Um, yeah, we'll be back. Um, but yeah, everyone, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us five stars and subscribe. And again, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok and basically everything at Dutch and Baron. And thank you again. Even working here,